return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Praise the Lord. Are you excited to be here tonight? Just close your eyes with me. Um, God is in this place. Yeah. So I was led to do what Pastor Dave did. Um, you know, praying for the person sitting next to you. Just close your eyes with me. Thank you, Lord. We love you. Just, just begin to love on him. Just begin to love on him. We give you glory. Begin to speak in the language of the Spirit. Santa Pradama, Santa Nadamadama. Yes, you are Lord. 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 Ashanta Labam, Santa Madina. Stretch forth your hands to the altar. I want us to lift up a prayer and then speak a blessing on your family. Just release us directed by the Spirit of God. You want to pray for your families. That the power of God will touch in a mighty way. In the name of Jesus. 
Don't be tired of speaking the blessings. Don't be tired. Just lift your voice and speak a blessing. Declare. Yes. I still want us to pray. We want to prophesy. We want to pray for the church. We want to pray that God will strengthen those who are discouraged. That God will empower them. Those who are the verge of giving up. We are praying that the Spirit of God will quicken them one more time. In the name of Jesus. Lift your voice, begin to speak. Kidos, Kidolobos, Kidolobos, Empower us, O God. You were worthy of it all. You were worthy of it all. For from you were all things, to you were all things, you deserve the glory. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. You are worthy of it all. Oh, that much. You are worthy of it all. For from you were a thing, to you were a thing, you deserve. Da 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 da
He's mighty in this place. He's mighty in this place. Glory. name. Amen. Hallelujah. We thank God for um, his blessings tonight. Um, God bless you for coming tonight. God bless you so much. Um, I want to thank Pastor Dave and Mama Jeannie for this opportunity to share God's word with you. It means a lot for to some of us. Um, you guys are doing a great job, Pastor Dave, I must say, and the leadership of the church. Yeah, um, Sunday, Pastor Dave talked about gratitude, thanksgiving, and that was a powerful message that personally went a long way, um, really spoke to me. I don't know about you, I, I believe you are blessed as well. Yeah, and so we have to, you know, thank God. We have to thank people. We have to be appreciative um, of people. And so God bless you, Pastor Dave, one more time. I want to share God's word with you entitled, What do you do when your prayers seemed unanswered? Um... This is a question, but that's a topic. Um, just think about it. What do you do when you've been praying, you've been fasting, you know, you've been waiting on God, but it seems like the prayers are not being answered. It seems like God has given up on you. seems like, you know, you are almost giving up on yourself. At that point, what do you do? And so tonight, we'll go into God's word and pick um, characters in the scriptures that faced, were faced with discouragement and how they overcame it. And so based on that, you know, it will be a source of encouragement to us to walk past discouragement. To go above that. Hallelujah. And so, um, we have to understand, first of all, that um, the kingdom, the, the battle between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness is because of our faith. It's over our faith. And so, the enemy is not interested in the physical things. He's not interested in our shoes, our properties. I mean, um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, talks about Satan being the god of this world. So, he doesn't really need those things. But when you have them, he attacks these things so that you give up on God. You know, 
he comes to you and present and project certain things to weaken you so that you can question the existence of God so that you know your faith could be weak and when you lose your faith then you've lost the battle and so um, when the battle over Job in Job chapter 1 um, can we go to Job chapter 1 verse 9 so Satan answered the Lord and said, mind you, this is God going to the devil. You know, it was God trying to, um, you know, take pride in Job. To say that this guy, I know who he is. I know what he's made of. And so no matter what comes his way, he's going to stand for me. And so um, God approached the devil, Satan, and he answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for nothing? Have you not made a hedge around him? Around his household? And around all the things? All that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands. And his possessions. And his possessions have increased in the land. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has. And he will surely curse you to your face. This is the devil, you know, talking to God about Job. And saying that, I know this guy. I know man. You know, when men have a lot of possessions, it is easier for them to praise God. It is easier for them to say they trust the Lord. But when you take all these things away from them, that is when you, you prove if the person really trusts the word of God. And so the devil was saying, take everything that he has and he will curse you to your face. Can we go on verse 12? And the Lord said to Satan, behold, all that he has is in your power. Only do not lay a hand on his person. So Satan went out from the presence of, of the Lord. Let me pause to say this. It will be so sad for God to say that. You know, I know you're coming to church. I know you're worshiping. I know you're praising me because of what you have. So just take it and go. God is looking for, you know, our hearts. God is looking for, you know, us to stand with him. He's looking for a relationship. And so, without the things, without the possessions, without the child that we are praying for, without the job, are we still going to be faithful to Him? Are we still going to connect to Him? That is very important. And, you know, my message, this is what I'm bringing to us, that I pray for us tonight that we will not lose our faith. No matter how the devil frames it and brings it, we may not lose our faith in the name of Jesus. And so, when you read downwards, we all know the story of Job. At the end of the day, he never lost his faith. And so, Bible says that God gave to him double because he was found worthy. You know, because he stood his grounds. At a point in time, you know, Mama Job, Mama Job came to Job and said, hey, curse God and die. You know, 
Yes. Advised him, curse God and die. I mean, you know, and thank God he stood his ground. And so when we are faced with difficulties, when we are faced with challenges, it's very easy for us to give up. Because sometimes we question the existence of God. If God is alive, if God is true, why am I going through all these? Forgetting that it is not God who did it. Pastor Dave says something, don't look at the problem, look at the God who can solve the problems. He didn't cause it, hallelujah. And so, um, like Job did, he stood his grounds. And, and then, it was so hard, imagine that. All your sons, you lose all your sons, you lose all your possessions. And this man, Job, was so wealthy. In the land that he was, he was the richest in the land. And he lost everything. Just, just imagine that. He didn't lose some few dollars. No, everything. But yet he stood. God bless Job. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, um, and so, like I said, we're going to take the characters one after the other and look at the way they handle the situation can we go to Psalm 73, verse 1? Psalm 73, verse 1. Truly, God is good to Israel. Now, this is Asaph. Asaph is a Levite. Asaph is the chief musician in the tabernacle, in the, in the, um, the Israelites, among the Israelites. In the time of David. So David appointed him to be the leader. So he actually taught music. And then he was in charge. And so he was a man of God. He wasn't someone who was naive. Because um, when God is selecting, God picks people who can do the job. Hallelujah. And so this was a man of God. And so He's writing something. Let's read down. Truly God is good to Israel, to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped. For I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For there are no pangs in their death, but their strength is firm. Now, he's saying, like in this New Testament, we would have said, praise be to Jesus. Jesus is good to his church. Jesus is good to his people. But as for me, so the but negates the good things that Jesus does for the people of God. He's saying that for me, he's not been good to me. And so, he was discouraged when he was writing this. I believe that he had, you know, made prayers. This is the man of God who served with all his heart. That was all he did the, his, um, you know, whole time. You know, um, taking inspiration, writing songs, you know, directing songs, leading God's people to the presence of God. And yet he was in the presence of God, he was in the congregation and he was suffering. His prayers were not seemed unanswered. So, 
if you feel that way, this is not new. You are not alone. Hallelujah. And so he wrote this. He, he was saying that God is good to the congregation. He blesses them. He's so good to Israel. But for me, he was you know, singled himself out and said that he does not partake of the blessing. God has not been fair or God has not blessed him enough. Are you here with me? Just, just picture that. Verse 5. They are not in trouble as other men. So he looks at himself. You know, he's been praying for something. And the unbelievers, the people on the other side, are prosperous. And he's saying they are not in trouble as other men. Nor are they plagued like other men. You know, that was the problem. I'll say this, that when we are faced with this, we shouldn't look at other people. Because that has the power to, you know, weaken our faith. Don't, don't look at other people. Look unto your God. Look unto the author and finisher of your faith. Hallelujah. So, therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than heart could wish. Oh, Lord. And so, it's like you look at yourself and it's like you are, you are a failure. You compare yourself to them and maybe you've been praying for the fruit of the womb. And for years, it seems like God has given up on you. And every night when you go on your knees to pray, you cry. You know, and ask God questions. Why? It might not be even a child. It could be a job. It could be, you know, your kids who are wayward, who are going, you know, not walking according to, you know, um, God's, um, God's rules. And so they are going wayward. And so every night when you pray, you weep and ask questions. Why are these happening? Why don't I have a job? Why do I feel alone? What is happening to me? Is God real? Real? Is he, is he real? This whole thing that, you know, is in the Bible, is it, is it even true? Is it even true? If God is alive and he hears our prayers, why is he not answering me? These are questions that I know most of us ask, including myself. But I came to tell you tonight that God is true. Jesus is true. If only we will go to his word. If only we will come to the sanctuary. If only we will not forsake the gathering of the saints. If only we will not quit praying. There's going to be a time. Where God, heaven, will speak. Hallelujah. And so, um, when we read, 
down was at a point in time, for the sake of our time, I would not, you know, I'll just paraphrase. He said that he realized that he had been foolish. He said it, that he had been foolish because he looked at them instead of looking at the God who can change the circumstances. I want us to turn our Bibles to the, look, uh, to the book of Luke chapter 1 verse 5. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias, of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God. Listen to that. They were righteous before God. So sometimes, some people say that, oh, you know, when we are faced with some challenges, oh, he's going through this because he did A, B, and C. No, it's not always the case. And so the Bible is saying here that these guys, Zachariah and Elizabeth, they were righteous before God. Walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. But they had no child. Because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well advanced in years. So you can imagine how long they were married. Praying for the fruit of the womb. And Zacharias was a priest who served in the, in the tabernacle. And so, you know, every, every time when it's time for service, you know, there's a schedule just like um, Pastor Dave you know, plans a schedule. So when it's his time to serve, he will come to the presence of God and offer incense, you know, burn incense, you know, um, of, usher the people into the presence of God. And so every now and then he will pray. When he comes to the, you know, presence of God, to the temple, he will pray to God. God, I need the fruit of the womb. The Bible said they were well stricken in years. Old age. And so let's say, let's give ourselves 40 years. Give or take. Like, if the Bible says they were old um, for 40 years, for 30 years. Even if it's 20 years. For 20 years, they were believing God for the fruit of the womb. Praying to God every now and then. God, please remember us. Please remember us. Never forsake us, O God. And this was their prayer. Every day. But one day, hallelujah, verse 7, but they had no child because Elizabeth was barren and they were both well advanced in years. Go to the next verse. Okay, verse 13. But the angel of the Lord said to him that one day he was ministering to God's people and suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared. And said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayers, for your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you shall call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness. And many will rejoice at his birth. In other words, what the angel was saying was that this child that you are going to um, your wife is going to deliver 
give birth to wouldn't be an ordinary child. He's going to bring joy and gladness. So, you know, so everybody's having a child. You are not. One thing I realize in the scriptures is that those who, you know, get barren, who expect the fruit of the womb for a long time, when they are giving birth, they give birth to great men, not ordinary men. So we can see um, in the life of Samuel, the Bible said, you know, Samuel's mother looked, sought for, you know, the fruit of the womb for years. He went to the temple to pray until one day God visited her. And after that, Samuel, we can tell of Samuel, one of the greatest prophets Israel has ever seen. And so when God is blessing you, when it seems like your prayer is, you know, withheld for a long time, when God is answering you, that, that blessing becomes special. It's not ordinary. It's not ordinary. Like the Bible said, it brings joy and gladness. Everybody will rejoice at his birth. Hallelujah. Let's go on. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children. And the disobedient to the wisdom of the just. To make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And this was his assignment. So the angel, you know, told Zacharias. And Zacharias did one thing that I pray that we don't do in our times of discouragement. Do not disbelieve the word of God. When we read downwards, because of our time, we wouldn't go uh, much into it. But to paraphrase, he disbelieved. He didn't believe the angel. And so the angel said that you are going to be dumb until this comes to fruition. Because you didn't believe my word. You know, I think, you know, he didn't really mean evil or bad. Because when he looked at himself, just like Abraham, the Bible said, you know, these guys were well stricken in years. And so, can I even perform? No. So, it will be very hard for this to, you know, to come to pass. So, sometimes when we look at our situation, the situation around us, it seems impossible. So sometimes when we come to church and the preacher is preaching and making some declarations, because we are so caught up with the situation, because we are so familiar, we don't even, you know, believe God's word. When there's a prophecy, you know, when there's a proclamation, a declaration over us, instead of us receiving, we are so much into the situation and we... You know, no, I, I, I don't I don't believe that this this can happen. You know what I mean? There's there's no way. Oh no, there's no way. But there is nothing too hard for the Lord to do. Hallelujah. There is nothing impossible. Nothing. According to the scriptures, nothing impossible. Nothing impossible. The Bible said with men. It's impossible, but with God, all things. Not some things, 
But all things are possible. All things are possible. Let's go to the next scripture. The book of Mark. Chapter 5. Now there's, there was a woman with an issue of blood. This woman had been bleeding for 12 years. And so the Bible said that he, she spent money you know, on physicians. But the situation got worse. And so when she heard... Wow, that's a powerful word. When she heard about Jesus. And so this is one thing. When we are faced with the discouragement, we have to, you know, hear the word of God. We have to listen. The Bible says that faith comes. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. Faith, faith comes when we hear the word of God. And so in your house, you want to, you know, um, put in um, the messages that are preached here. Get the messages, get the tapes, put them in. That will build your faith. The Bible said when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. This was her faith. I don't need Jesus to lay hands on me. That's what she said to herself. I don't need to talk to her. You know, I believe that the man is powerful. The man called Jesus. Our Lord Jesus is powerful. Anywhere around, if I, I could just touch the hem of, of his garment, I'll be made whole. And that was exactly what happened. The Bible said, Jesus turned and said, a virtue has left me. And you know, as you are the 12 apostles that were surrounding him, were like, come on. You know, a lot of people are thronging, you know, pushing against you, and you say someone has touched you. This touch was not ordinary. This touch was a touch of faith. And so, you know, we can come to the presence of God some people, let me say this, um, some people would get what they want, others will not. Depending on how you come to the presence, you approach the presence. And so God can be here and you would not even know. You remember Jacob, the Bible said when he was running away from his brother, he got to a place and, you know, put a rock, used a rock as a pillow and lay down and slept. When he slept, the Bible said he saw, his eyes were open, he saw a ladder that was connecting to heaven. And he said, oh, God was here and I knew not. And so which means that God can be here, we can come to the presence of God, and some people will receive of the blessing, but as long as we are in the physical, we are in the flesh, we will never receive anything. Because the Bible said God is spirit. And they that worship him should worship him in spirit and in truth. So as long as we walk in the flesh, we will come and live the same. So on Sunday, Pastor Dave um, talked about tuning in. You don't have to come here to be tuned in. You have to be in the spirit anytime. So you bust in, into tongues and, and worship at any time. Be able to switch at any time. 
Hallelujah. And so when we come here, we have to approach the presence, you know, with this consciousness, with this mindset that God is here and we came to worship him. Not any man. Hallelujah. Um, our time is up, but you can write the scriptures. When you go um, home, you can just go through them and there will be a blessing. Um, Exodus chapter 14, verse 3 to 4. You know, you can read the whole scripture. Now, Moses and Pharaoh, talks about Moses and Pharaoh. When they left, they fled, um, you know, from the face of Pharaoh. They got to the Red Sea and they didn't know what to do. And that is our situation. Some of us, that is what we are facing. We are faced with the Red Sea. And so when we look back, we are so afraid. We don't know what to do. But like Moses did, he turned to God, and God showed him what to do. Again, First Samuel chapter 22, verse 1 and 2. David and Saul. David re, um, received a prophecy. As a matter of fact, he received the anointing. He was going to be the, the next king. You know, and here he was living in a cave. It didn't look like it. What God said didn't look like it was going to be possible. The, the king was after his life. He was so discouraged. He was so discouraged. So this thing that you showed me, this thing that you spoke to me about, how is this going to happen? There's no way. But again with God, all things are possible. It might not look like it. But wait for it. The last one is Daniel chapter 3, verse 12. Down was to 25. Talks about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I'll end with this. Now, these were people who were elected by the king. But these were Hebrews. And you know the Hebrews will not bow to any other God. And so the King Nebuchadnezzar told everybody to bow down to the statue. But these guys said, no, we are not going to do that. And so they were reported to the king. The king said, okay, let me give you another chance. Hey, you know, make it right this time. You know, and they said, oh, king, live forever. We will not bow to this statue. Because our God will save us. Even if, that's a powerful word. Even if our God has not come through, we will still not bow. And so God is looking for us to, as a people of God, to stand firm. Are we going to deny God because our blessings did not come to fruition? Because our prayers were not answered? He's looking for us to say, even if... We don't receive what we prayed for. We still love Him. That is very hard to say. But He's looking for... He wants us to get to that place. And I pray tonight in the name of Jesus that God will strengthen our faith. That God will make us stand in the time of discouragement. In the mighty name of Jesus. Just close your eyes, let's pray. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. 
We pray, O oh God, that you strengthen us in our weakness. Oh, Shadabadon, sir. Your word says that if the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead, if it dwells in your body to quicken us, quicken our mortal bodies, quicken us, O oh God, strengthen us, O oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Even those who are not here, we pray, O oh God, in their various homes, visit them. Let there be a quickening in Jesus' name. Let there be a quickening in the mighty name of Jesus. Show yourself strong, O God, that we may not lose our faith. That we may stand, O God, till the end. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. If you need um, prayers, you can come up and then we'll pray with you. Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net. Or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m. Also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.